0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we choose between Pokemon Let's Go Mark and Pokemon Let's Go Patrick. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today, jam-packed. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including the Pokemon Switch reveal and uh, a bunch of games that we've been playing this week. And then on Thursday, we're going to be determining who the best Pokemon starter is with comedian Oscar Montoya. So come back for that. But Mark, in the meantime, how are you? I'm doing great. Speaking of Oscar Montoya, he's the host of the podcast Inside the Disney Vault. Yes. And I was actually a guest on Inside the Disney Vault. And what did you discuss, Mark? Uh, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Mm. Disney's (laughs) animated film from 2001, I believe. A nearly forgotten classic? (laughs) Well, listen and find (laughs) out. Uh, But yeah, you should, if you like hearing me geek out about Nintendo stuff, you will potentially love hearing me geek out about Disney-related things. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You should check it out. You would, I, I would say that you are probably as big a Disney geek as you are a Nintendo geek, right? Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> the depths <laughs> to which I can fall, no, no bounds. Within those two very specific realms, <laughs> I, w- I would say. <laughs> Nintendo and uh, Disney. Uh, Mark, before we really get started here, we've, we've got to ask for help. Mm-hmm. We would love for you, dear listener, to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, That helps us out tremendously. And big thanks to everyone who has done it already. Um, Special thank you uh, to Holy Warrior037, Ren Swanson, and Lincoln Shots for all leaving us five star reviews this week. That's right. You answered the call. You answered. And you, look, heroes. Mark, they're heroes. Heroes all. You know, we've had 49 heroes write us reviews on the U.S. Apple Podcast store, and that means we're one away from our golden hero. So do you think that we've gotten one review from someone in 49 of the 50 states and we're just missing one? I think so. What state do you think we're missing? Rhode Island. Okay, so if you're in Rhode Island and you're listening to this podcast, it is your time to write us a review. And if you're not in Rhode Island and you're listening to this Mm -hmm. podcast... Do it anyways, because we can't rely on Rhode Island, because they've waited 49 reviews. No, they've been flaking for like a year and a half. It's too much. We can't rely on them. (laughs) Uh, Great. Also, other things you can do, you can follow us on uh, social media. On Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at Mitchell. The show is at NinCart Society. We are also on Facebook, and that page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Mark, next week is E3. What? What? So heads up, we're going to do a slightly different schedule uh, next week because Nintendo's presentation is on Tuesday morning. Normally we post a show on Tuesday morning, but we're going to wait until that is done, and then we will record a conversation about it. So we should be seeing an episode up on Wednesday, we're thinking. Yeah, and we're going to do one like mega episode. So instead of Mm -hmm. having an episode on Tuesday and an episode on Thursday, next week we will have one very special E3 show on Wednesday, so nothing will make sense next week. That's right. Everything will be different, but you'll love all of it. We'll love all of it. It's E3, baby. It's E3, baby. Are you excited? Mark, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, I'm going to E3 this year. I'm going to be on the show floor. So if anyone wants, if you have any special requests for me. Any or if games, anybody else is going to be there. Yeah, for sure. Shoot us an email. Society at gmail.com. Uh, Mark, we played a ton of games this week, so let's get into the games we've been playing. All right, first things first, we got together this weekend and played a little West of Loathing, Mm -hmm. um, which is the sort of stick figure Western comedy RPG. Um, It's got some weird mechanics. Um, Well, I don't even know if they're, they're weird mechanics. Mark, how would you describe this game? Uh, it's a little. So it's a little RPG, a little text adventure, a little point and click adventure. Um, it's very. It's strange. Yes, it is. It is more strange than it is funny, right? Yeah. Yes. So the, the writing in this game is like clearly what, what you're there for, right? Um, and. Because you know the the graphics are all very simple presentation. Well done for what they are. Yeah. Yeah. But but very simple presentation, um, and like there are just a couple of things that it seems like the writers of the game sort of like fixate on, and they're like, this is a weird thing we're going to present it over and over again. Um, like, yeah, I I would say the game is more like amusing rather than laugh out laugh out loud funny. I think they're going for a kind of um. Uh. Wow, I just Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy type vibe. That's where, interesting. You yeah. know, where you're like reading it and you're like, oh, that's very clever. It's not making me like physically laugh out loud. Right. But I just have this general feeling of funniness. Yes. About Yeah, it felt a lot like um like Dinosaur comics to me, where it's like it's so like insular in its nonsense. Um, that like you're just in this world of old West nonsense and it's fun and funny, but like you know, I'm never gonna like take a screenshot of it and share it with someone and be like, look how funny this is. Cause it's only like medium funny, but it's medium funny the whole time you're playing it. Um, and so we, we uh, played that for maybe like three, four hours um, on, on uh, Sunday. It's fun. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out if I want to get back to it. Um, Cause like the game has a lot of interesting systems or like th- there are stats in there that aren't your normal like RPG stats. Um, and I can't tell whether, like, I like that because they're different or if it's, like, just different enough that I'm, like, I don't know what grit is. The other thing I can't tell is if we have seen everything that this game has to offer. Gr- yeah, great point. Because we are, yeah, we're, like, three or four hours in. I don't know how long the game is. I don't know if at some point there's going to be a reveal of, like, more options, more information. Yeah. Uh, Because if they're... It doesn't seem like there's going to be. Yeah, know. It, yeah. it kind of seems like we have, but that also seems impossible. <laughs> that that we've experienced all the game has to offer. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems about right. It's a it's a ten dollar download or it's an eleven dollar download. Um, so you know, it's it it's not going to offer like untold you know hours of of play or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we also uh played. Johnny Turbo's Arcade, Joe and Mac, a.k.a. Caveman Ninja. P.U. P.U. Uh, so this was, we. I would mentioned this game last week as it was coming out, um, and I realized at that time that I have only ever read the preview for this in Nintendo Power and was obsessed with it for that reason. Um, and actually playing the game, like, it is a bad co-op caveman beat-em-up. It's kind of... Everything I Hate About Arcade Games. Yeah. Like, this is the perfect way to experience it because you're pumping in virtual quarters rather than real money. But, yeah, it's one of those games where it's like... It's one of those arcade games where you are just... Getting spammed with enemies, yeah, just enemies all over the place, and you and your caveman buddy are throwing axes. And occasionally, you get like power ups, so you're throwing other things. But like, you don't hold on to those powers for very long because you die all the time. Yeah, and it, it doesn't even seem possible that there's like a way to make it through the game through strategy. Right, it's or just to, like, complete spamming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, not recommended on this. Also, for whatever reason, it looked to me like this game was $9 on the eShop, and I was like, oh, I just spent $11, I'm gonna spend this other $9, make it an even 20 but it's seven ninety nine, so now I've got a, this extra $1.01 sitting around, I don't know what to do with! I'm gonna apply it towards something, I don't know what. Uh, I also picked up Yoku's Island Express, we talked about it a little, a little bit last week, it's a... 2D platformer, but the platforming mechanics are pinball. Okay, so you are a ball? You are a little uh dung beetle. Okay. And you are rolling around on a ball of not dung, but you're like rolling around on a ball. Your job is to deliver mail on this island, and um, you're also like helping people out and kind of solving the curse of the island. So we talked about neither of us really love the uh, like the mechanics of pinball, yeah, and especially virtual pinball. And uh, my hope was that wrapped up in like or being balanced out by uh platforming mechanics, that the pinball stuff like wouldn't bother me. And it turns out that that is not working for me. Oh no! Does it make it more frustrating? Do you think? Yeah, yeah. for me it does. Um, because it's like... like the things I mm-hmm. don't like about pinball, uh, and it just makes platforming frustrating like trying to get through levels is frustrating to me yeah i mean cuz if it were just straight up platforming like you could get up to any ledge you want to i've seen you platform you know how to platform <laughs> so maybe this is just a game for people who don't know how to platform but do know how to pinball yeah and uh so i think aesthetically like pre- presentation wise this yeah. game is really well done um it's very cute uh the art is beautiful the music is nice it kind of reminds me of Rayman Origins a okay. little bit, that same sort of art style. Yeah. Um, it's a very pretty art style. Yeah, it looks great. I can see p- how this game is really fun, mm-hmm. but it's definitely, it's not, it's not for me. It's I not, just found it's, it more frustrating than fun. It's not Mark fun. Uh-huh. No Mark fun. Um, I have also been playing the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary uh, Collection. But. I will concede that I am not playing it on Switch. I got it on PlayStation 4. Uh, and I did that because I have two Fight Six for that thing. That's my fighting game home. That's where I'm going to play Street Fighter games for the most part. Um, and uh, I'm I I love it. I love it. I mean, you know I mean it's 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 an arcade collection. Um, Is there one in particular that you've been playing? Uh, I've been playing the first like the first versions of like the three main games. So uh, the original Street Fighter Alpha the original Street Fighter three and just plain old vanilla Street Fighter II. Um, and I realized that I haven't seen like the arcade version of Street Fighter two since, you know, I was like 10 years old camping with my dad, and like our campsite would get rained out, and we had to like spend the day at an arcade instead of, uh, you know, like sit, whatever you do when you're camping with your dad. <laughs> I don't know what one does. We always got rained out. Um, and uh, so like I have a lot of memories of hanging out in arcades, um, with him, and I, you know, he probably hated it and was bored, <laughs> but, you know, that's when I was talking to, like, people who were much older than me and probably shouldn't have been conversing with a 10-year-old telling me how to do, like, Chun-Li's moves or whatever, um, so it's, it's been an awesome nostalgia trip for me, and I really, really like it. Um, I've heard that there are some problems with the uh, online uh, version of the game, versions of the games um, on Switch, uh, but I haven't experienced any of that on the PlayStation. So, um, it, I mean, it, it's such a tempting, like, pick up and, like, take it with you anywhere, throw it down and have two people play with um, the split Joy-Cons. Um, but, like, the sort of stability of being able to play those games online uh, is just too cool. One thing uh, to caution against is, is an arcade collection. So just, you know, don't expect there to be a training mode uh you know really anything it's just arcade mode you can't adjust the difficulty if it's too hard that's you know tough um and uh yeah that like that's it it is just an arcade experience but it's 12 arcade experiences so it's it's a it's a great game and if you like street fighter at all like pick it up on something this past weekend was also the mario tennis aces a demo slash online tournament, pre-launch online tournament. Yeah, and we both got a chance to play this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, why don't you start? Sure. I uh, loved the tutorial, was having a blast, got online, and was just destroyed left and right. What, uh, what was your win-loss ratio in the end? Do you know? Oh, man, I don't even know. I think I won maybe twice out of, like, 15 games or something. So, uh, at the end of that, you're deciding game not for you no Um, so here's the thing is i am still interested in it i just don't think i would go online sure right because it's supposed to have like a fairly i think i'm gonna wait for reviews see uh how robust the story mode is yeah um because i mean i played i paid 60 bucks for kirby so yeah you know it's a low bar for robustness Um, robustitude. <laughs> uh, I'm going to jump in right here. I really liked the online um, and ended up playing it uh, a ton, like in several different play sessions throughout the weekend. Um, I never won a tournament, um, but by the end of it, I was, you know, probably like three wins to, you know, one loss. Um, and I unlocked all the characters and, uh, you know, felt like I had a real solid understanding of like how the game was played. Um, And, like, when and how to use the special abilities. Um, And just the more I played it, the more it, like, rewarded me with, like, sort of understanding the intricacies of that. And, like, it just, it's fun to, um, like, remember how, like, the strategy of normal tennis. And, like, lay that over the strategy of Mario Tennis. Because, like, you know, in in a normal tennis game, and it works surprisingly well in Mario Tennis Aces, that, like, People will run like, back to the middle of the court after returning something, anticipating that you're going to try to like, send them back in the opposite direction. But if you hit the ball right back to where they were, nine times out of ten, they're already running away <laughs> from where they were. Um, so I, I love this, and I'm, I'm really excited for this game to come out. It's like three weeks, something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what the story mode is. But even if the story mode is uh, you know, garbage, I'm going to be happy to hop on and, and play online. All right, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. All right, today, June 5th, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle is out. Yep. Uh Happy Birthdays is out. We looked this up before we started recording. Uh Happy Birthdays, of course. Well, Let's not blow past uh Blaze Blue uh cross tag battle. Sure. Uh, we talked about it a, a little bit when the when the demo was available on uh on, on the Switch eShop. Uh it's just a crazy smash em up fighting game, game yeah. Um, which I found to be like too incomprehensible. Yes. Uh I was it's too stimulating. There's just too much on screen at any given time. The background disappears almost immediately as it just turns into, like, whirring lights, and you're doing combos. Uh, so, I'm, as a big fighting game guy, I'm going to skip this one. Um, but Happy Birthdays is a, a game from the... In- creator, yes. the original creator of uh, Harvest Moon. Right, which is a game that we like, though it has been supplanted in Mark's heart. By Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. um, which I saw is not on your list of games that you played this week. I so. played it. I just <laughs> figured we didn't have time. So what Happy Birthdays, it looks like... It's like Spore yeah. or Populous uh, with the art style of, like, Dragon Quest Builders, which yeah. means Minecraft, which, you know... <laughs> just cube-y things. things. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. are does Yeah. Is this of interest to you, or what, what are you thinking here? Um... No, I don't. know, no. no, no. All right. It, the genre is like outside of my wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, and then on June 6th, Shape of the World and Grid Retro Enhanced. Oscar winning film, Shape of the World. <laughs> then on June 7th, we have Banner Saga 2. Oh, man, I did not play through Banner Saga 1 to get to Banner Saga 2. I tried. I tried. Uh, a Magical High School Girl. The neo Geo game is writing hero and then on Friday... Oh, hold on there, there's a there's a uh, Thursday release that I want to talk about oh Replay. sure yeah flashback um which is the original flashback that appeared on like Genesis and uh Super Nintendo um is coming out on switch it's the same game it's uh the the sound has been remastered or something like that and there are tutorials and stuff um it's just flashback mark have you ever played flashback no it's one of these weird like uh platforms forming like adventure games where like you're just sort of like look you are you wake up on a on an alien planet and you have to like discover who you are um and uh weird stuff happens to you and it's one of those games where like my friends and i talked about like oh yeah you need to get oh yeah like if you pick up the key over here it works in this and i don't know it was, it was a very cool game um or at least I remember it being a very cool game when I was 12. I'm not going to vouch for it now. Um, Cause I think it's probably slow and borderline unplayable. And you're having memories of Johnny Turbo's arcade, Joe and Mac, AKA caveman ninja. Didn't, didn't pan out. Didn't pan out, but my memories of street fighter two did pan out. So, you know, it's, you can't trust nostalgia, but you can't not trust nostalgia. And then on June 8th, uh sushi striker the way of shushido is out on 3ds and switch and guess what yes it really is fifty dollars and to that i say no thank you no thank you it is really fifty dollars on switch on 3ds it is 40 which again is too much it's too much on on both counts when that bad boy drops down to 20 then maybe again to 10 i'd say that's a fair price point i'll pick that game up for 10 (laughs) dollars Uh, all right, Mark. Any any of those uh, strike your fancy? You gonna pick up anything this week? Do you think? Um, no. Great. Okay. Let's let's close out the segment. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433 wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 4.33, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, I wanted to talk about the Pony Express. Um, It is weirdly relevant to the games we've been playing this week, because... You know, the Old West is uh, obviously the setting of West of Loathing. And Yoku's Island Express, you are like a dung beetle express. Um, and I mentioned the the Pony Express yesterday when we were hanging out. Uh, and you said you... I I was like, isn't it weird that we all know about the Pony Express? And you offered uh, an explanation for why that is. Uh, because of the hit Kevin Costner film. Uh, the, Postman? the Postman? Okay, all right. Now... Come on. Have you seen The Postman? No. Okay. Not, neither have I. I'm aware of its existence, of course, um, but I, I have not seen it. The Pony Express, the reason I think it's weird that we all know about it, is that it was it was only in operation for 18 months until it was shut down by the telegraph, because you didn't need to send people on horseback all the way across the country to deliver letters anymore. Um, but it's... It, like, don't don't you feel like it was something that was either, like, taught to you or presented to you as, like, this was a way of life in the American West. Yeah. And, like, a real part of, normal part of your American Yeah, history. they leave out the part that it was only in operation for a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, like, Nintendo was manufacturing the Virtual Boy for longer than <laughs> the, the Pony <laughs> Express was in operation. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I guess there is something that's very, like, um, it really captures the spirit of the American West. I, I you, yeah, but why <laughs> like there's there's so I don't know much we've all, we've like mythologized it, we have for sure, and like you know people, people and horses died, uh delivering letters, so I guess there is like some element of heroism, but like is it really heroism when like the the company is just riding these people to their deaths, right, like no one is altruistically being like, yeah, I'll do this the people had no choice, are there? A lot of, like, is there a lot of young adult fiction around the Pony Express? That that could be. That there's, like, a, uh, I don't even know what it would be. So, something, like, akin to the boxcar children. Well, even <laughs> if it's not a series, I mm. guess I just feel like maybe the reason why it's taught in, like, elementary school so much is, or at least, like, mentioned in elementary school so much. Yeah. Um, is that it's maybe seems like an approachable and interesting way to explain to people to like to children like that the West. we didn't yeah. have like mailmen oh, like come to your house somebody had to ride a horse from like town to town you know from like new york city to wherever sacramento right um i, I also think that there were a lot of like looney tunes cartoons about the pony express mm-hmm. or like that that's just like a a I guess maybe there's, like a, there's a clear goal there, like deliver the letter and they deliver it no matter what. Well, and also, I mean, to that point, the Looney Tunes were at the height of their popularity around the same time that Westerns as a genre in general yeah, were at the height good of its point. popularity. So maybe that's just one, like, a well, I guess we'll never know. I guess, I guess we will never know. We were accompanied today by, what are these guys' Soft name? Day. By Soft Day. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. All right, you wanted it, I wanted it, the whole world demanded it, <laughs> and finally, the Pokemon company and Game Freak yes, uh, announced information about the Pokemon games that are coming to Switch in 2018. Yay! <laughs> uh, so what for, games are those, Mark? Okay, so first of all, yes. there was Pokemon Quest, uh, which is a free-to-start game. It's Mm -hmm. like a mobile game that is on Switch now and will also be on phones later this month. Yeah, and so you have been playing a little bit of Pokemon Quest. I mean, to say that I played it is a little bit of an overstatement because I went through like the first uh, what do you like tutorials, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, this game is not for me. and So 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 then I was done. So what? What was your experience of it? Like what? What is that tutorial? I I haven't turned it on at all. Okay, so so, um, Pokemon Quest. You are on this island called Tumble Cube. Tumble Cube. And so uh, all the all the Pokemon's and everything they kind of have that again like Minecraft Dragon Quest builders sort of like look to them. They're boxy. Yeah, they're boxy. They're not like as low res as Minecraft. Right. Um. And burn Minecraft <laughs> you it's a, it's an aesthetic choice like it's uh, and I don't even know how to explain it you like cook food and the food attracts Pokemon and then you send them out on quests which are basically just like auto battles so they'll like run around and run into other Pokemon and you and then they attack those Pokemon and there are prompts that you can do if you want like mm-hmm. special moves that are on cooldown timers. Um, and then for completing those, and while you're attacking other Pokemon, you gather resources, mm-hmm. and then you take the resources back to your, like, camp, cook some more food that attracts mo- more Pokemon, um... And you just continue the yeah, cycle Yeah, rinse and repeat. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you think... You you say not, not worth your time? Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, I don't really play a lot of mobile games. You know, I've never been, like, a Candy Crush person, even... Nintendo's games I will play for a little bit but I always just like fall away it's just not how I use my phone yeah um and this is very much a mobile game so it's not bad it seems good for what you know for what it's trying to do it's just totally not for me right and it's not like totally dissimilar from you know games like uh Pokemon Rumble it was is another uh like mobile game that was also on uh 3ds that's just like, you know, kind of a kind of just a pokemon time waster. Um and you know, this is a uh, this game features the original, you know, 150 pokemon. So like it it's clearly a vein that they're mining right now. Um and yeah, it, this is just one of those weird sort of like also Rans, where it's like, yeah, we, we this is a, this is another game we have. I mean, we say Also Rans, but it's already been downloaded over one million times on the Switch. Look, for the Pokemon company, that is <laughs> trash. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. Oh, oh a million? <laughs> <laughs> but the big headline event, the thing we were all waiting for is mm-hmm. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee were revealed. Uh, and they come out on Switch this year on November 16th. Uh yeah, and this is basically just confirming a lot of the rumored stuff that we had been hearing about for a while, right? Yes. Yeah, so I guess may- it's only been like a week or two. <laughs> yeah, but it <laughs> feels while. like forever. Yeah, since uh, like these rumors started gaining traction. But yeah, so they are not really remakes, but they are set in the Kanto region. They follow seemingly like a similar story to Yellow, to Pokemon Yellow, um. Kind of the cool thing about it is that it has uh, co-op. So, it has, like, sure. drop-in, drop-out mm-hmm. co-op. It can be... The entire game can be played with one Joy-Con. And in the videos, it looks like they're holding the Joy-Con strangely. Well, I mean, they're just They're holding they're, it vertically. They're holding it vertically instead of sideways. Yeah. Um, which I think makes sense, because the other thing that Pokemon Let's Go is doing is kind of integrating ideas from Pokemon Go. Yes. Which was part of the rumor. So instead of battling wild Pokemon, you catch them like you do in Pokemon Go, where you see the Pokemon and like a circle. Throw a ball. Is closing in and then you like throw a ball. In this case, instead of tapping on the screen, you would use the Joy-Con. Right. You know, like like, do a throw motion with it. Yeah, like flick the Joy-Con. And you'll be able to like, uh take pokemon for pokemon go and bring them into the game mm-hmm. um basically what they're saying is that this is part of the core series but is also kind of a like its own new thing it feels disingenuous to me to call it a a, a core pokemon game. i i agree just because like it's not introducing any new pokemon and it's not uh well, it is introducing one new mystery Pokemon. Yeah, okay, okay, great. Oh, but that's <laughs> As a reward for transferring a Pokemon from Go or no? I uh, I guess it's unclear at this point. Sure. Um, but that is a good point that it is just the hu- original one hundred and fifty one Pokemon from the Kanto region plus one <laughs> plus one. Uh, they did say there would also be some like Alola forms mm-hmm. in there. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh. Did we mention the uh, the Pokeball controller yet? No, we have not mentioned okay. the Pokeball controller. Um, so the the game has uh, an option to use a brand new controller, which is just a Pokeball. It looks like it's got a thumbstick on the front and like a button in back. Um, I, I I mean I'm mm-hmm. ass- I guess I'm assuming that it'll have more than one button. That it'll have like I guess as many buttons as you would need. Sure. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think it is possible that this is a one- or two-button game. Oh, that yeah, just, yeah. I mean, if you think back to Pokemon Yellow, the only inputs you really had for that were, uh, you know, the, the direction buttons and then A and B. Um, And if uh, a lot of the capture mechanic in this is, like, throwing balls, or throwing Pokeballs, you're doing that through motion controls. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I'm trying to think back to Sun and Moon and... Mm-hmm. You didn't really need to use anything other than, like, either the D-pad or the circle pad, and then the y- face buttons. Yeah, and I mean, you could really play uh, Sun and Moon with just, like, D-pad and the touchscreen, too. So, like, uh, the Pokemon company has been, and, you know, look at Pokemon Go itself, there are no buttons because it's a touchscreen game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and the, uh, this uh, Pokeball controller can be used on both Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go. Um, and it can also, you can transfer a Pokemon to the ball, uh, and then it like travels with you out in the real world. Um, and, uh, the, in the video that they, uh, shared showed, um, someone had like a Pikachu in there and they like rubbed it and it went like Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, who, who knows, um, can it make the sounds of like all the (laughs) Pokemon? Like, yeah, maybe, can it it do everything? (laughs) um. That is so weird. It's all so weird. Yeah, I am kind of digging this. Okay. Uh, I know that Pokemon is already kind of a uh, baby's first Pokemon or baby's first RPG yeah. in a lot of ways, but uh, this feels like baby's first Pokemon. Almost. Yes, yeah. and like playing through Sun and Moon, there are a lot. It's like I don't want to do uh random battles. Yeah, and, and look for like of times, random yeah. Pokemon like. Do not care. Do not want to do that. That was one of the things that I did not enjoy about playing through Sun and Moon. This gets rid of random battles. Um, You see the Pokemon running around on the grass. And then if you want them, you go for them. Yeah, you walk over to it. There's no battle. There's just like the catch mechanic. There are battles still in the game, you know, like other rival trainers. Uh, There's still online functionality. Like there is a lot of stuff that makes a Pokemon game, but they have also kind of like stripped it down. And made it like a kinder, gentler, more like Pokemon Go yeah. Pokemon experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you're you're digging it. You're excited. You're gonna pick it up and play play. Yeah, it? I think I am. I think I am gonna pick it up. I like the idea of co-op. Mm-hmm. I think that's I like great. Like too. drop in, drop out. You can do battles together. You can capture together. Like, um, I, I I love it. I I I am I'm super into it. Um, I'm still sort of tentative about it, just because like. I don't know it doesn't there are it does you're right that like I don't I'm not really interested in uh random encounters or anything like that um but like the Pokemon Go experience seemed like shallow to me um and I just worry about this feeling like that but like just in the world of Pokemon Yellow which you know I played Red or Blue I can't remember which one now um but I never actually played Yellow. I don't have, like, an affinity for the anime or anything like that. So I feel like there's part of this game that's maybe not totally for me. Um, but also that that controller is so neat that, like, I don't know, that, that part of it does intrigue me. Well, I wonder if you'll be able to buy that controller and then use it in late 2019 because what's happening in 2019 <laughs> well, mark almost to try to it feels like ward off any yes. worries or like about the future of pokemon they made a uncharacteristic announcement i would say mm-hmm. um, by putting it out there up front that in late 2019 a core pokemon game that follows in the footsteps of x and y and uh, sun and moon will be coming to the switch Right, the our, our Gen eight is coming. Like we we are not stopping here. This is not the end of the Pokemon train. It's not going to be Go forever. Um, although Pokemon Go forever would be a good name for a game. Let's circle back around to that later. Um, so this this is nice. I, I like just having a little bit the assurance that like this is not what uh, Pokemon on Switch has to look like. Is not the only thing that it looks like. Um, and so it's just a, another thing to look forward to in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, uh, it's crazy that Pokemon has become like a yearly franchise and is as huge as it is. Yeah, yeah. And every year, every year it's a huge <laughs> franchise and a, and a huge deal. Although I guess this last year it wasn't that uh, with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I think the game still sold like 5 million That's copies probably or something. That's true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trash, garbage numbers. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, if, if you love us talking about Pokemon, we are doing more of this on Thursday when we determine who the best starter is. yes yeah, so come back for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo has updated the Switch eShop as part of an effort to enhance discoverability. So pretty much all of the stuff that used to be there is still there. But they've added a featured section that highlights new releases, games you might have missed, and potentially upcoming releases. Uh yeah, and th- there are also you know a few other like little tweaks to it. Like uh, um, games on sale is now called great deals. Uh, and um, the bestseller list is, is the the list itself is longer, right? Right. I think they have like thirty games instead of the fifteen, 15 20 that, 20 that they had before. before. Um, and you can also sort it by uh, uh all games or just download only. So it's, the the shop is becoming a, a little bit more dynamic of a place. Um, th- There didn't seem to me to be too much of, like, a rhyme or reason to, like, what was featured. No, one thing that I think would be nice, and I think I saw online that somebody said the, at least one of the European stores is doing this. It had little blurbs that basically, like, explained why it was featured. Yeah, why is a game, because, like, the, the featured right now you go and it's like, Xenoblade Just logos. is like, why, why? Why am I, I mean, thank you for <laughs> presenting me with something and saying, like, how about this? But, like, to, you know, to pitch me on it. Yeah, just a tiny bit of information would be helpful. Also, uh, somebody at Nintendo is obviously a listener of this show because on in the coming soon section, the games are now listed as having estimated release dates instead of, it, before it just said, like, uh, release and then the date. Right. Which, you know. Four times out of ten. Not actually the case. Games get delayed or pushed or whatever all the time. Especially on this with, like, indie games, yeah. seemingly. Uh, GameCube-styles controller are probably coming to Switch. Uh, designs have surfaced for a controller from Power A, a company that has been producing Wired Pro controllers with Mario designs on them. There's no official word from Nintendo, but they these appear to be officially licensed. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has got to be because... Melee babies uh, oh. refuse to play Smash with any other controller, right? Melee babies, uh, melee babies, will we'll make, make our, our dreams, dreams come true. Uh, yeah, it's got to be melee babies. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's when they when a Smash game comes out, they have to let you play with. Yeah, but like game at some Cube point, controller. we've got to move past that, right? And Do we? Yeah, I feel we like have this solidifies to. it. I feel like this solidifies it that uh, GameCube controllers will always come back for Switch. Always, yeah, you're right. No, uh, every every Nintendo platform, yep, from, from now, now until, until the end, end of time, time. <laughs> will have to have GameCube controllers. Uh, let's see, I lost my place. Hold on, just one second. Okay, here we go. Uh, during our E3 predictions episode, I said I didn't think EA would be publishing any more games for Switch, Inc., and that like discounted the possibility of FIFA 19 coming to the system, but. I regret to inform you, Patrick was wrong. Wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. It is coming. Hold on. <laughs> that was not my prediction. Yeah, all right. I was wrong. Uh, the game's producer confirmed the game would be coming to Switch this year. Uh, it once again will be running on a custom engine, not Frostbite, but many engine improvements are promised. So what they had worked on for the previous FIFA, it, they are applying to you know all of that knowledge. And building on it and having some sort of, you know, I think EA has actually decided, like, this is something that we need to spend time on and actually figure out. We can't just put out, like, an awful version of FIFA and expect people to, you know, flock to it. So, I guess, good on them for, like, sticking to it. Marketing materials have also revealed that NBA 2K19 will be releasing on Switch again this year. Um, And then with E3 only one week away, the rumors and potential leaks have been flooding in. Woo. An image originating on 4chan that purports to be part of the setup for Nintendo's E3 booth potentially... Sh- leaks some big announcements from the show so uh just a, a little something on like the quality of of this leak obviously there are fake leaks all over the place of people just like posting you know made up slides or made up like lists of things um but this one is pretty you know reasonably reported on um and looks real ish but still we're in the rumor zone right now you're right uh so Fortnite. Fortnite is apparently coming to Switch. It this Fortnite for Switch was also rated by the South Korean ratings board, so, so this that one one's seems almost certainly coming. Pretty good, right? Uh, Overcooked Two, Overcooked Two, that's exciting. The original Overcooked was one of my favorite games on Switch. Uh, it's just a great game, and I don't think it's ever been off like the bestsellers list since it was released. It's so good and so fun, and even if this game is just like. I mean, what else could it be but, like, more overcooked, more recipes, more crazy cats and robots and stuff cooking in volcanoes? Like, give it to me. Uh, Paladins is apparently coming to Switch, kind of like a Overwatch-esque mm-hmm. hero shooter. Okay. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, I. So that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Uh, because that game caused a, a pretty big um or people were excited about it. it came out earlier this year on on other platforms like January February sometime in there um and is the one that looks like a Dragon Ball Z cartoon but is a fighting game the Xenoverse game or whichever one has been released yeah, on Switch too. was a very like consistent seller in Japan so i think this makes a lot of sense also uh an in- oh sorry did you oh i was just going to say i hope it looks as good on uh Switch oh, as yeah. on the other platforms yeah. cuz it looks great it looks really the, cool like uh, uncanny you know it's the you play a bunch of games or like see a bunch of games that people say like oh it looks like a cartoon or whatever this d- looks weirdly they did such a good job of making it look like the actual anime and then uh the last image on the leak or the last title on the leak was a game called killer queen black is this killer queen are you familiar with the arcade game killer queen so it seems like it uh, presumably is okay. a switch version of that arcade, like kind of like an indie arcade game. Killer yeah. Queen. So K- killer queen is uh, it's a two arcade cabinet game uh, that is a uh, five player co-op, but versus another team of five players where you're like insects or something trying, like all working together towards one goal. And one of your players is the queen and the rest of them are like uh drones that can be upgraded to warriors or whatever. And, You're all just on one giant map trying to achieve different goals against each other. Um, And it is, like, an indie darling, like, competitive scene. uh, Also darling, I guess I'll use the same word twice. Um, And, like, it's super cool if that's what this is, uh, that it would be coming to Switch. Well, so the Twitter account for Killer Queen, the devs of Killer Queen, recently changed all of their, like, logos to be black. (gasps) So, it seems like it's real. Also what a completely random uh thing to just make up if it is fake. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean the, the Killer Queen has a lot of like buzz around it, um but it's it's not a a game in wide release. You know, we we live in LA, there's no arcade around here that has it. Like we would have to go up to like San Francisco or something to play it. There are only like 30 of these games in the United States. Um and maybe now it'll just be uh on all of our switches. I think it's going to be I mean, I'm totally on the hype train, but I think it's going to be a cool, interesting E3. Yeah, yeah. No, me too. Okay. All right. Everybody take a deep breath. Can I do this one? Please. Oh, my God. Pocket Rumble will be out on the Switch by the end of July. I will not believe it. You will not believe it until until you see it. Until it is actually released. Even when it hits the coming soon section with an estimated release date. I will not believe it. Look, this game could be out tomorrow. All they have said, so uh, Cardboard Robot Games shared an update on the game's Kickstarter page on Monday, uh, apologizing for the delay, and they said that the Switch version is now complete. All they have to do is select a release date and put it out. Um, So sometime between now and the end of July. So it could be out right now. Go check your Switch and see if Pocket Rumble is out. It might be. I'm skeptical. Mark, it might be. I'm skeptical. It might be out. Um, and uh, the game is already out in like early access on Steam, uh, and once the Switch version is actually out, then they're going to go about updating the Steam version, and hopefully we get some of those updates on Switch as well. Uh, related, Wargroove, the Fire Emblem Advanced Wars-like game, that was shown off in the same Nindy Showcase as Pocket Rumble, which... Is over a year now. Yep. It was evidently still chugging away. The development team posted a new update on their blog about naval combat. It all looks very cool and the sprite work is real nice. Um, But again, when when are we we going to play play this game? When are we going to play this game? Uh, A Splatoon 2 World Championship t shirt will be available in game starting the evening of June 7th. Uh, It's an in game shirt to celebrate something happening in the real world. That's pretty cool. Yep. I like that a lot. Nintendo's partner in the quality of life project, uh, Panasonic, has reportedly withdrawn from uh, the quality of life initiative. So that's kind of led to speculation that uh, whatever Nintendo was working on. In, in the way of quality in of the life. Wa- in, yeah, in the way of like, quality of life, which, if you'll remember, is something we've heard about. Like, eight years ago? Something Vitality like that. Sensor time, right? Right, right. So basically the same time that we heard about Metroid Other M, that was the same E3, was Vitality Sensor and uh, Other M. Uh, so maybe that's dead? You know? Who, Who knows? knows? Who knows? I mean, we never really knew what it was in the first place. That's a great point. But I guess Nintendo's stock dropped like 5% mysteriously, and so... Th- so some this are is maybe that. being like um, attributed to that. But didn't Nintendo stock also get like a boost a couple days before that from the Nintendo or from, from like the Pokemon, Pokemon thing? Yeah, yeah, yes. So is maybe this is just the market like Co- correcting, correcting from that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mega Man 11 Amiibo edition has what? been announced for North America and Japan. Uh, it's a GameStop exclusive, sixty bucks. Uh, regular editions of the game are just thirty. Comes with the physical version of the game and a new Mega Man Amiibo. Who looks nice? Uh, Dr. Wiley adhesive patch, four sets of stickers, and a stage select microfiber cloth. Uh, so I was trying to figure out what adhesive patch is. What do you think that is? What do you think an adhesive so, patch is? Is that like a, a window decal? No, I, I'm guessing mm. that it is like, you know, the patches that people put on their backpacks and stuff. I'm oh, wondering sure. if there's something Sometimes like. They that, have sticky backs? Uh, this is all pure speculation. Right, 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 right. Um,. And so Capcom also confirmed that there will not be a Amiibo edition in Europe, and Mega Man 11 won't be getting a physical release there at all. It's just going to be a digital download. Mega Man hates Europe. Uh, Did you know that Super Mario Odyssey continues to put out new costumes? Mark, I did. On Wednesday, (laughs) Nintendo released a cool new racing helmet and racing outfit outfit. Uh, There's a quite... There's a quite. I'm trying to think how I could have finished that sentence grammatically correct. A I don't quite. think it's possible. <laughs> it's impossible. Uh okay, there's a few more costumes that had been previously leaked from like data miners mm-hmm. that haven't been released yet. So So maybe like who knows when these things are actually gonna pop. It's weird that they're uh, releasing them one at a time. <laughs> yeah, it's like a slow, like endless trickle. But I guess again, it makes sense if you're like somebody who's trying to um, collect them all, it's just another reason to jump back into Mario Odyssey. Whereas if they released them all at once, you would just get them all. You would just do like, it all then. I mean, the the thing that's a little bit of, uh, that's like a little weird about it is that you know, the way to collect these uh, new costumes is just to spend more coins. Right. And, you know, th- these there are, these are a lot of coins. It's like 5,000 for the outfit and 3,000 for the helmet or the other way around. Um, And like, so you just have to farm Coins. Yeah, that's true. It's not like there's, like, content that comes with it that, like, right. would help you do something else while you're farming coins. It's kind of just wasting time in the game. Yeah, and I mean, they're the most efficient way to farm coins at the moment is to play Luigi's Balloon World. Um, that's the, just the fastest and, like, most fun way to uh, get coins, and that is constantly new content, because people are always making, uh, you know, they're always hiding balloons in all the kingdoms. So, like, I don't know, just the, the fact that there is another carrot to chase um, is enticing and does make me—God, uh, Odyssey was such a good game. You think we're going to see some new kingdoms at E3? I would love to see something meaty, like a new kingdom at E3. Or even if they were like, uh, you know, we put 10 new moons in every kingdom or something, like, that, that would make me very happy, too. Uh, Sonic Team Racing, the kart racer developed by Sumo Digital, was officially confirmed by Sega last week. Mm-hmm. A few years ago. A few, few years weeks ago. ago <laughs> a few weeks ago, we commented on rumors mm-hmm. of some sort of Sonic racing game coming. There's no transformations, a more limited roster, and it, so it'll only have 15 characters, and all from the Sonic universe. So no Danica Patrick. No Danica Patrick. No Samba de Amigo. Um, which is fine, I think, to just go like back to the basics and be like, look, uh, the Sonic characters are notoriously fast, so why why do we need? I guess, suppose Danica Patrick is also notoriously fast, <laughs> so my fault. Um, uh, are are you interested in an, another kart racer? You, I you got don't your Mario kart. really yeah. care about kart racers that aren't Mario Kart. Here's the thing. Uh, this has an adventure mode, like some sort of story mode racing component. Yeah, because what's really going to bring me in is a Sonic You, you love a Sonic story. story. By the way, my copy of Sonic Forces is still missing. We had a conversation about this on Sunday when we were hanging out there. Yes. We think there are lots of plausible reasons why it hasn't returned that is not... No, that are either, um, you know, on someone else who did not borrow the game or possibly on me. (laughs) Yeah, I I am not. Well, I had always prepared myself for someone else's malicious intent. I do not believe that there is malicious intent behind my copy. It's just one of many possibilities. possibilities. It is one of many. Uh, Finally, someone please alert previous NCS guest. I suppose we could do this. Richie Root. Uh, You can make a Jigglypuff at Build-A-Bear now. Richie, go get a Jigglypuff from Build-A-Bear. Uh, they can be purchased in store for $28 or as part of an online bundle for $52. Uh, so part of the reason that we are pointing this one at Richie is he tried for a very long time to convince us that the best character in Super Smash Bros. was the Jigglypuff. And I think Jigglypuff made it remarkably far. Yes. Well, we are very accommodating guests. All right, Mark. That's all the news. We did it. We got through so much news. Let's get out of the news. And that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Please come back on Thursday. We are going to be determining who is the best Pokemon to start with in all the Pokemon games. Um, It's a fun conversation, so come back for that. Um, in the meantime, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. Collectively, the show is at Nincart Society. The Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like our opinions, Mark and I write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can get more 8-Bit Betty music on 8-Bit or you can listen right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening.